My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And this is another one of my series on stories from the muses. And today, I get the um, great privilege and honor of working with the one man who chose to write about music with Al Millage. And so it's a delight to have you here and speaking with you. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, thanks, Anna. It's lovely to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious, how did, you, how did you fall in to start writing Jewel Swales and the method writing? Into this, yeah, well, it's kind of Jacqueline's fault. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess if you haven't yet, you'll be interviewing Jacqueline, and she's um, we worked together in prisons, and um, so we were away together kind of three days a week for quite a long patch of time. Um, and we used to talk in the evenings, and she told me about how much she was enjoying Jules's classes. So um, eventually she wore me down and I had to go along and find out what she was talking about. And of course, became hooked quite quickly. It fitted in so well with the way that I saw the world, you know, that, um, that I didn't have to effort it too much. It just came to me. There was the... Initially, with the classes, there was that kind of really uncomfortable feeling about exposing yourself in front of other people, you know, in your writing. And, um, and I kind of struggled through that a little bit. But uh, after a while, I, I just, I really got into that idea that I could sit and just write about where I was what I could see, what I could feel, what I could hear. And then from there, somewhere would come something hmm. um, which would bounce me off into my creativity. And I just kind of loved it, really. Yeah. Good. You seem like you have a very, um, down and right, there's a spaciousness of allowing wherever you are. Hmm. It's so funny about, I've been doing this for about three years now. I could be wrong. It could be longer. Um, but I have to keep on remembering that it's the energy that provides the mechanism to be able to write. And I, in some of my classes, I've really efforted and efforted and efforted because I just felt like, you know, it wasn't coming any other way. So I just did more and did more and did more. And of course, it ended up, I ended up producing stuff that I really wasn't happy with. And then this last week, I was in Amsterdam um, for numerous reasons, but I had to be there. And my dad wasn't very well in hospital. And I wrote a piece about him being in hospital. And I wrote it within 10 minutes of putting the phone down to the... Um, to the junior doctor that was in the team looking after him. 
And it was the piece of all the pieces in the last kind of three or four months that I just thought, oh, yeah, that's where it comes from. That's what it is. When I write from there, when I write from the truth of the feeling of something, then it's effortless and it just comes together and I don't have to edit or think about it. I don't know if you, you've had those. Um, it's interesting. I can feel talking about this right now. Um, I can feel what you're talking about, but what I'm beginning, what I saw this last week, Al, was that I struggled a lot with the writing. I'm writing dark, and you've actually been in my mind because I was in your class when you in wild, um, wild, dark, and passion, and that is a course in it. And I struggled with it throughout the week, but I realized in the struggle, like, what was the energy I was in? And then... And then through the struggle, something came that was brilliant. But I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying, but like I really saw that like the energy sometimes is me in the struggle and there's nothing wrong with that. But I had a lot of thinking about it because I prefer the flow energy. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense at all. So are you saying that you kind of wrote the struggle this week? I wrote in the struggle, like mm -hmm. I kept at it and I kept struggling with it. And I'm like, nope, that like, I could just feel that nothing was completing. But then what I saw what happened, because I didn't diminish the struggle. I just stayed in the writing. That something came. And so I'm wondering if, if that's what happens. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, from my experience this week, I I took that feeling of that that whoosh of emotion that I felt when the doctor said what she did to me. And I just decided to write from there. You know, I was struggling to write because I was thinking about my dad and I was in the you know, the kind of the logistics of being away and him being in hospital and what was I going to do and how was I going to manage and all of that. But of course, what she did, what that conversation with her did was just took me into the, the pain and emotion of him being vulnerable in another country. And I wrote from there. So I, if that's what you're saying too, then that, and it, it poured out of me and I've never had quite had that experience before. I've always, you know, I, I tip in and out of the intellectual when I'm writing. But it poured out of me this week, and I was just really grateful to have that experience. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I just see the, the trust of that experience. Hmm. I wrote about I wrote about how my relationship with him as a, in a, with him as a kid had this kind of real connection of love 
something that I've I've lost with you know him getting frail and elderly and and me feeling like I have to be responsible and all of that. So much of that has been lost in all of that, all of those logistics. And I really just wrote from that time when he was the best dad in the world. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was this little kid that just needed the best dad in the world, you know. Mm. And that was just, uh, even now I can feel myself. You know, it doesn't matter what I wrote. It just means, it, it was just writing from that feeling of, of all of those you know, beautiful life lessons that he gave me way back then that probably still have a profound effect on my life now. You know, what I love about writing and what you're pointing to is that you do write from the feeling. And when you're there, like the feeling of the love, like the love of your father is so alive in this moment. Yeah. I'm so privileged to have learned this new way of expressing how I feel about people in the world. Mm. And I think pointing to what you said just now is not being put off when it gets sticky or difficult or I don't want to write. <laughs> which is quite a lot. You know, it's just so funny because like we don't want to write, but what, I, what I've seen in your writing, my experience is that Jules always says, you know, we're never glad, we, we don't want to write, but we're always glad because we touch those parts of ourselves. And in your writing, it's been breathtaking because to me, you've revealed yourself on the page and you felt all the parts of what it means to be a human being. I mean, to that, I'd say that those groups are just, you know, the, the writing group on, on a Friday for me. Just have this beautiful energy of listening to other people's writing and, and hearing the truth of the world um, and hearing it in all of those different voices. Um, that that to me, especially actually read by the the person that wrote it, there's hmm. something about that that's so special. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. How, how was it for you to do the muses? It was really <laughs> the first couple were just awful, and I think it was because I knew the ones that I was pushing to one side. So I thought I'd pick the easy ones first of all. And I think I picked child first of all, thinking that was going to be easy. And then that was quite a ride in itself. 
Um, and it didn't come out how I expected. First of all, I wrote about being a child and I knew that that wasn't right. It didn't feel right when I read it. So I kind of went back into myself and tried again. Um, and I think actually, I, I haven't read a lot of my pieces again recently, but I think I wrote about kind of fatherhood because that made sense to me at the time um, to write from the child muse feeling like I was being kind of looked at from above, if that makes any sense. Um, it does, actually. Hmm. And then I just, as the weeks went by, I kind of, there were a couple at the end that I just knew I was going to have to go for and really, really didn't want to. Um, and it's funny because the, the one that I left right until the end hasn't been included in the book. And I was, <laughs> and I was really grateful for that <laughs> because even by the time I'd kind of done some editing and, you know, had it looked at by other people and all of that stuff, um, I just didn't, didn't feel right. Um, and funnily enough for this week's, um, writing group, I'm writing, a, I'm writing a piece now. I haven't had time to write for the last few days because I've been busy. So I've just put one together today and, and it's on the same theme and, um, reading it now, makes me realize, you know, there's, there's something kind of awkward about writing, particularly, I think maybe as a man in front of women or something, I don't know, writing about sex, you know, if it gets at all graphic, then I just, oh, I read it and I think, no, I can't write, I can't read that in class, just can't. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it came out, you know, it came out in the, in the way, because I, I know that if I, you know, if I'm manipulating something, then I know I'm doing it, but this just kind of comes out and I just think, well, I should, because Jules always says to me that if it comes out that way, then I should, you know, it should be that piece that I, re I read, so. It's, it's, it's that last kind of bastion for me, Anna, of, um, of writing about, you know, kind of the depths of my sexuality in class. <laughs> but, I, I can hear Jules hmm. say, I dare you. <laughs> yeah, indeed, she does. She does. And, um, and sometimes I dare. <laughs> you take the dare on. I mean, I think that's what the news is, is, I dare you. I, I'm curious, how is the writing, I mean, we both have come from the same world, the three principles, which is an understanding by Sid Banks of mindfulness and thought, but I'm really curious how this writing has impacted you in your day-to-day -day life and in your coaching world, because I know, and I'm wondering if it has or has not. What comes up when you, you say that? Um, when I first started writing, I, I used it like kind of, um, you know, Julia Child's daily pages, that kind of thing, you know, and I started writing about all of the things that had happened to me when I was a, a kid and then through um, teenagehood and all of that stuff. Um, 
And then at some point, it shifted. At some point, I started writing from somewhere deeper. And when I started writing from somewhere deeper, I really started to see that these experiences I've had, the ones that I carried around on my back, you know, as my experiences, the ones that formed me, were lighter. There was less information in them, less accuracy, um, less definition, less, less, I'm sure that happened and I'm sure that happened. Because, of course, as you write things, you realize how terrible our, my previous version of memory was. You know, this ability that we think that we have as humans to be able to pick a time in space and go, yeah, that happened. And then he said this, and then I thought that, and you know. So when I put these two things together, which was my history and my understanding of how I think the world works, you know, based on Sidney Banks's work, So it made so much sense to me that this bag of stuff that I carried around on my back had so many inaccuracies hmm. and so many misunderstandings and so little compassion from me hmm. about the other people involved. But when I started to write it, I saw all of that. And when I read it in class, I felt all of that compassion for those people, for me.
it was so useful to see my own stuff, Anna, dissolve kind of in my own creativity. Um, I, it's a gift. It's an enormous, enormous gift. And I am so grateful that I had the opportunity to, to, to write this way, particularly this way. To put all of the things that I've learned through Sydney Banks's work, through working in prisons, put all of that to the test by seeing all of my stuff reflected in that understanding. I, I just feel um, like just this aperture lens, like, you know, consciousness, your consciousness has gotten so big. Passion, like this light of compassion just streaming down on all the events that happen through it. I remember the first time it happened. I wrote about something that happened to me as a kid. And I read it in class and it made me cry. And then I read it again afterwards and I just thought, wow, that's a really good piece of writing. the content just kind of you know was just content but wow mm. that's and it's so funny to that was my biggest you know my darkest thing that I carried around all of that time and as soon as I wrote about it and you know had it had people say lovely things about it in class and all of that so oh, okay that's a good piece of writing that from that moment on I realized that that I could have compassion for anybody and anything oh, and God. it's funny it's funny I knew that right because I work in prison so I, I work with guys that have done really terrible things and they'll tell you that they've done them and I'll be compassionate to that man because I just, you know, in that space that I'm in in prison and with the group, beautiful people that I go in with, it feels easy to be compassionate towards people in that. But I couldn't, I didn't want to test that with my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the writing has done that. It's given me that, that gift of testing all of these things. Because I think, I guess you know that when you sit and you write, this stuff comes out and some of it has just so many elements of truth in it. You just, it's kind of, oh. <laughs> mm. It's so funny. I just, um, I don't know, the, the three principles in this writing are coming very much alive for me. 
because I just see the dance. I mean, I just see my consciousness and thought through you right now. And like you become the awareness of it. And of that awareness is compassion. And so it's like your, your compassion muscle seems like it's, you've done a lot of great push-ups of compassion. <laughs> well, I certainly haven't done any the other time. <laughs> tell you what i'll take these over the others any day of the week i think you're absolutely right yeah yeah mm. yeah kind mm. <laughs> of wonder if to see that you can be compassionate with yourself and things that have happened with you yeah because the bag empties, right? I, it's so funny that you say that because the image I just had, Al, was that that the backpack of the burden of, like, we carry these backpacks of our lives, the history of our lives in our backpack, and it's like you're just emptying it all out, and there's just this, this lightness of being. Kind of a frivolity of life. Yeah. 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 If I haven't laughed at myself, you know, three or four times in a day, then it's a bad day. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> oh my God. Because I walk I around want and more of that, please. My 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 you know, my little kind of um uh jaw muscle starts to you know, because I'm thinking about something that I need to fix. And then I say, oh, idiot, you know? And I say it with, you know, I say it with joy and passion. But it's my little thing to myself. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that, you know? And it, it, it's so much, the, the feeling of that is just so easy and it's made my life a completely different place to live. How has it impacted your coaching? this writing or has it just out of curiosity yeah yeah massively massively anna and, and very recently particularly you know working with um lgbtq people so feeling like um especially when i speak to someone who's trans or someone who has got had an experience of life having an experience of life that i don't have um it it's so much easier to be um instantly compassionate but also instantly uh, involved emotionally involved with that person because all of those experiences of life i've had you know all of those kind of feelings of life i've had so it doesn't matter that i'm who i am and look like i do and have you know and the same with my clients who tend not to be, you know, LGBTQ. They tend to, they tend to be heterosexual or don't really ask them, so I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, they, they usually come because they're struggling at work or they're struggling in their relationship or whatever. Um, I work with HR departments at the moment, a couple of HR departments at the moment. And, and it doesn't matter. What matters is that when people tell me their stuff, I don't get so deeply involved in their 
thing, which is where my coaching used to fall a little bit for me, because I would start believing what they were saying. You know? I would start going down the rabbit hole with them. And then I'd have to kind of take a breath and have a look and see where the, the light was. <laughs> and then I'd scurry back up again. And then I'd have to kind of like grab their hands and pull them back up again. But of course, now I don't just disappear down there at all. I just kind of get that lovely feeling of connection from where they are, mm. whatever they're struggling with. Oh, wow. And then we, and then we you know, I listen and we go from there. So interesting what I just got um, from you is yeah. it's the me too feeling. You struggle, I struggle, but I can be present with mine and I can be present with. Yeah. I can hold it with dignity and compassion and, not, and know where it's coming from. I love that you said that beautifully what I just got from you. <laughs> okay, well, we are, we're coming to the end of the time when people feel blessed okay. and find their way to you. How hmm. do they find you? It'll be all in the thing, but I just want you to say it because sure. I want people to find it. Sure. So um, the, the easiest way to find me is um, uh, uh, alanmillage1 at gmail.com or alanmillage.com, that's A-L-A-N-M-I-L-L-E-D-G-E.com. Mm. And, um, and also you can find me on Facebook, all the socials and all that stuff. So. Great. Well, all this will be listed. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. It's been such a lovely conversation. Mm.